The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Today we're going to talk about the financial situation of a Chinese property company. Hold on to your hats, people. It's going to be big. It's going to be exciting. Um, This is going to be fun. And I've been looking forward to Charles telling us his story. This is one of his deep dives um, because it's just absurd. The scale of this thing is absolutely massive. Mm. It is nuts. And if you've ever thought, if the the thought has ever crossed your mind that property developers are fuckwits, if that little Mm. bubble has ever just drifted into your cerebellum, Mm. I think you'll enjoy this. It begins after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So Evergrande is very big, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's gargantuan. So Evergrande, I think I'm right in saying, is the biggest, single biggest property developer in the world. Probably. It's the biggest one in China. So they build cities at a time in China. And their whole method of property development is based on starting again, like, like literally getting blank land mm. and then planning out all the roads and all where the buildings should be and then just building them before I mean, anyone's moved in. When you say blank land, what you actually mean is agrarian land full of peasants who yes. worked the land and had nothing. Yes. But it's effectively yeah. kind of terra nullius in a Chinese oh, sense. Yeah. Terra, yeah. yeah. Uh, as, as terra nullius as Australia ever was. Yes, that's yeah. right. But uh, the, the interesting uh, – reason why the local authorities go, oh, yeah, you can have that land and you can chuck everyone off Mm. is because the ability for local authorities who have to fund things like, you know, roads and water and schools and everything, but they also have to fund things like aged care and hospitals and they have to fund everything out of taxes, right? But they're not allowed to tax their population, right? They they have very limited power to tax their population. The one thing that they can make money out of is selling off or actually leasing off these lands for 100-year leases and things like that and letting property developers build more buildings. What a brilliant idea. So the only way you can fund even basic services in the People's Republic is basically hocking your land to capitalists. Yeah, so so the taxation system is an entirely property development-based taxation system. That makes so much sense, having visited China. And so this has led to even while they don't need any more houses Mm. necessarily, local authorities going, no, 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 go and build another city over there so that they can get more money to pay for all the people who are becoming old age because China, as you will recall, about 40 years ago, 50 years ago, brought in the one-child policy, which was all about saying you're only allowed to have one child. Amazing. um, The title was was well chosen, I felt. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And they're now sitting on, I think it's been named the worst demographic time bomb in the history of humanity, Mm. right, which is that they they have an ageing population and no one to do the work, right? Like like a much smaller population of of kind of of workers, working age 
people by design. Yeah, <laughs> by de- well, but, I mean, admittedly, stopping a massive population crisis, I can understand where they're coming from. Mm. I've also um, spoken to demographers in recent months who've said that the entire policy was absolutely unnecessary and caused massive heartbreak, mm. and that they would have had the same problem no matter what. Because whenever a population gets richer in the whole of human history, mm. the first thing you do is have fewer children. Yeah, fewer children, as we yeah. discussed before. So yeah. they were going to have this problem regardless. Mm. They just did it in the most cruel and heartbreaking way possible. So what we're facing in China is a complete lack of demand for new cities, yep. except for from authorities who have to encourage more cities to be built so that they can get taxation to house and feed and do medical care for their populations who don't who are all aging, right? Why not just build an empty city? That would be the thing to do, wouldn't it? Well, that, that is literally what has been just happening. Build an empty city. Yeah. So to to you sort of go, where is the money coming from that mm. then spurs all this? Yes. And the answer is debt. Right. <laughs> uh oh. So speaking of time bombs, it's debt plus savings, right? So as an ordinary Chinese person, there's very few avenues for you to go okay, I'm going to invest in a whole lot of stocks and stuff like that, and that's how I make my money. Like, the stock market has historically been an incredibly risky thing to uh, invest in in China. For example, if you, say, were an investor in Alibaba shares yes. uh, in the last few months, you would have seen, I think it was a, a an 87% drop in your wealth <laughs> after they arrested, arbitrarily arrested Jack Ma after he said a few things that the Communist Party didn't like. I think the word arbitrarily is really explaining a lot to do with the problems Mm. with China's stock market. I mean, they simply don't have the notion we have in the West that if you're a rich founder of a company, you're basically Mm. immune from prosecution forever. The one thing that ordinary Chinese people can invest in knowing that it will increase year on year in value and it's a great place to hold your wealth and you won't be able to relate to this as an Australian dom, yeah. is property. Oh, property. Yeah. That's not about Because yeah. people always need apartments, don't they? It's yeah. a, it's a tr- truth of all human society mm. um, since the beginning of the industrialised age that we want houses. It's, just, yeah. it's the most mate, basic human desire. What happens though, Charles, and, and this is not something we can relate to as Australians, if there are more houses than there are people, I seem to remember an issue like that coming up in America Yes, at one point and, and a small thing known as the global economy tanking um, do you remember that? Well, so, thing called the global financial crisis. So what has been happening is all these property developers who are being encouraged by the government to go around and build more build, build, build. blocks have been taking deposits on new properties oh. from ordinary people, right? So they'll go, oh, here, give us $50,000 as a deposit and we'll build this $500,000 apartment for you, mm. right? They've been going around doing that. And then they go to the banks and they go, well, can we borrow the other $450,000 to make this apartment and we've got this deposit? So blah, blah, blah. So I'm, sure the, I'm sure the banks say, sure thing, because yeah. property's safe yeah. as houses. Safe as You're as never going to lose money on that. So you, you get the deposit, you use it to build the past houses that you've already sold yep. to somebody else, and then the next, like to build the house that you've just, got the deposit from, you just encourage somebody else to give you $50,000 and mm. the bank to give you money, right? And so the houses so, are all in shape of pyramids, is what yeah, you're saying, right. basically. Yeah, so it's this giant Ponzi scheme, which then the government realised that this was going on and they went, hang on, there's like $1.3 trillion worth of just complete rubbish debt in this thing. We're going to crack down on this. So about 18 months ago, they started cracking down on, and they, they basically said, you're not allowed to borrow any more money 
money to these property developers. And as a result, the whole thing came to a massive collapse because suddenly Evergrande, now, now we reach the point where we go to Evergrande, right? So so just to, just to recap, so this system would work if there was an endless stream of more people moving yes, into these houses. Yes, so if you were right. Singapore or something and you kept building houses for real people who actually wanted them, yes. you'd be fine. But if there was a shortage or of Or if people, there was, say, a declining population. Yes, because of your one-child policy, policy. And just the fact that people were having fewer children. Yes. You if would only suddenly been warned. find yourself in a situation where if you were the largest – so. How much credit card debt do you have? Like when you get your credit card bill, do you go, ooh, that's a bit big? Oh, it's shocking. I mean, yeah. Any credit card debt's yeah. awful because they charge 20% interest. It's yeah. brutal. So imagine looking at your credit card and realising that you have lost $120 billion uh, in the last year. In the last year? In the last year, right? I mean, am I Sam <laughs> free? <laughs> so that's how much Evergrande has lost. Uh, last year. In one year? Yeah. Its total liabilities are $335 billion US dollars, which is a bit over, it's about $450 billion Australian dollars. So I mean, about I, half a trillion dollars of debt. I mean, Charles, I used to think of that number mm. when you talk about hundreds of billions of dollars. I used to think of that as an impossibly mm. large number. There's nothing in the, in the world could possibly get into the hundreds of billions of dollars. Mm. Now I just think of it as the cost of a few submarines. Like yes, it's really, you're that right. number's really achievable now. Yes. I just would just spend that on, in a day on a yes. couple of submarines. All you have to do is not fund public housing and you can. I, uh, think, that's, I think they've got that under control. <laughs> China. But the, the really funny thing is, it's also insolvent. Uh oh. <laughs> so they owe, they've got this like 400. Let's say half a trillion dollars worth of debt. They're about $110 billion short. So if they sold off all their assets tomorrow and went, okay, let's just let's just wind all this up, mm. then they wouldn't end up with enough money to cover all their debts. Tom, and- are you saying there could be a possibility in the housing market that the total value of all the houses mm. is less than the debt against those houses? Yes. That reminds me of something. That reminds yeah. me of a, of, but, a, of, a, of a, but, a financial uh, crisis with, I don't know, global scale. Yeah, yeah. Well, it does sound eerily like the GFC, doesn't it? Like, like it is literally, I mean, it is literally the same. It's slightly bigger numbers. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. GFC, I mean, when the GFC was only global, yeah, it didn't get yeah. into planetary. Oh, and look, uh, to be fair, I think a lot of Western commentators are saying, look, yes, this is on the same scale, or if not bigger than, than the property market collapse in the US that led to the GFC. But on the other hand, they're just Chinese people. So I think that's their approach to to why it's not it doesn't matter as much. But I haven't finished, right? So it gets worse. So the yeah, so the point is their assets are outweighed by their liabilities quite mm. quite substantially. So what they decided to do is oh well it doesn't matter. So as of December twenty twenty one, so this is about well, 18 months ago, they decided, okay, what we'll do is we won't call it a fire sale, but we'll, <laughs> but we'll just rapidly start selling off our assets just to cover our interest costs and things like that. Right? Did, did they get the idea from your avocado sale? <laughs> I think they might. I mean, this is all sounding a lot like the Chaser, but on a much larger scale. Oh, shit, wait a minute. No, this is the Chaser's account. Sorry, I got the wrong page. <laughs> no, um, so they started fire sailing everything. But the problem is that because they're – still running a loss as they operate. Yeah. They sell off all these assets, but they don't really draw down their liabilities. So I'll give you some great figures. So they sold off a total of $45 billion worth of assets 
which is basically everything that they could sell, yep. right? And their liabilities went down by $19 billion. So that's all terrible. Like, So you go, oh, well, sucks to be you. But, you know, presumably the government, if the, as long as the government supports them and allows them to just trade while insolvent, like yep. what else can you do? But... The problem is, remember all those people who put in like 50 grand to get their apartment built? Yeah, the mums and dads just mm. wanting to, to have a little slice of, of China for themselves. None of those apartments have been built. Like li- literally for the last 18 months, they've just stopped building the apartments that they owe, they already owe to people. And some mm. some people have paid like not just 10% deposit, but like 20, 40, 50% and, deposits. And probably their right? life savings, right? Yeah, their entire life savings, definitely locked up, thinking this is a good way to store. You can't lose money property. Everyone knows it. Yeah, that's right. So the problem is to complete the projects that they've already got the money from for would cost an extra $158 billion. So they've got all these liabilities, but they've also got these sort of forward promises, which I suppose are liabilities. Mm. But it's like what they really need is they need that that gap. They need an extra sort of $120 billion just to sort of, you know, just to keep their balance sheet fine, but they also also need another $158 billion just to make good on the stuff that, that they've already sold. Well, I mean, the solution is extremely simple. Mm. The Australian government should say to AUKUS, I'm really sorry, we're going to do the same thing we did to France. Yes. The deal is off. We're going to buy Evergrande <laughs> submarines. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. Based on this conversation, mm. I just put three words into uh, a search engine because I was curious. Oh, yeah. The three words were Evergrande Ghost Cities. Oh, yes. And I, I love the, this the article topic, that yes. came up. So this is from October 2021. Yes. There were enough empty apartments, a lot of them in fully built empty cities. Yes. You know how many people they could, they, at that point they could have housed? So like, like the empty, enough many? housing for how many people guess? Is it like 20 million? It's 65 million. <laughs> 65 enough million. Enough housing. That is 65. great. It's so the population of France. So yes. in Australia, we don't have so, enough houses for our population. They're right. overpriced. There's scarcity yes. in China, assuming that they haven't filled them because the population, there are probably more no, of them now. They, they won't, yeah. <laughs> These houses are just sitting there. 65 Empty. So the, I don't know what the Greens are complaining about. Just, uh, just bring them over just, on a ship. Yes. Or a submarine. Um, it's extraordinary. Well, and then they go there. And well, these... Why can't we just house, you know, all these Gen Z and millennials complaining about not being able to get a house? Yeah. Send them over to China. Send them over to China. So there's one called Ordos Newtown or Kangbashi. It's in Inner Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Oh, which so I, I, gather I, is, like, I it, like Newtown. It was in, it intended to house a million people. Then mm-hmm. they scaled it back to 300,000. As of 2016, a uh, hundred thousand people lived in it, and but they've built enough houses to f- accommodate hundreds of thousands more people. So you could potentially have the only apartment in an entire building. And imagine the privacy that of that. Would, that would that be would great. be very cool. Yes. No neighbours at all. Yes. So they're not abandoned. They're just like they're not decrepit. Oh, they're not they're decrepit. fine. 
Right. They're but, just sitting there new and empty. No, but see, my my understanding, though, is that they don't have any internal fittings. So, so the way the Chinese property market works is it's seen as more valuable to have mm. a hollow shell of a of a house oh, rather than one sounding so much like the chaser, a hollow shell. <laughs> and I mean, this article here, this is um, this is an article from Business Insider from 2021. And <laughs> as they say, Charles, as you're pointing out, um, yes, part of the problem is that the local authorities are hugely incentivized mm. to sell land for development. That's yes. the one thing that they can do. That's the one thing that they can do. So the so the point is, any solution to this problem, like this, is the ultimate Gordian knot, right? Mm. Which is the government can't turn around and say, "Well, hang on, local authorities, stop selling off all this land." The property the, the people would revolt if they don't have services. Yes, because then the local authorities will run out of money. It's like it's as if the New South Wales government or the Victorian government mm. so, suddenly stopped being able to collect money yeah. from anywhere. Because like, the, the revenue pipeline just just to, stopped. So even things like garbage collection would just grind to a halt overnight. Well, that happens in Australia, to yeah. be fair. My local council <laughs> yeah. hasn't collected it. But, I mean, part of the issue here, it says that um, there's been a massive housing bubble in China. 90% of people actually own houses mm. in China. It's just been the way that everything's worked out. Um, presumably socialist systems help with that. But no one has any clue of what a bubble bursting looks like. It's never happened in all the years of, of mm. China doing this at the PRC. Yes. So everyone's just investing on the basis that it keeps going up. So it yes. really is another GFC, except presumably if this whole thing goes under, and this is what I want to get you, your view mm. on, yes. does this affect p- places outside China? I'm guessing, given the nature of the global economy, a massive uh, you know, burst bubble in China's enormously huge housing market, probably not great for anyone else either. Well, no, especially not for Australia because one of the things that has sort of propped up the Australian economy during the whole pandemic actually was the incredible demand for iron ore, hmm. which is comes from demand for steel, and steel is used to make skyscrapers. So literally, um, I mean, and the, the quantities are unbelievably extraordinary. I mean, it's nice to think of all those ghost cities just sitting there in China with empty apartments yeah. built with Aussie, Aussie steel. steel. Aussie steel. That's yeah. quality steel in those empty apartments. Uh, so, yes, a, a collapse in internal demand would would be very bad for some countries that rely on on exporting stuff to China. Yeah. On the other hand, it may actually be, be a bit of an opportunity for countries like America, which is actually has a balance of trades in the other direction. Right. Because what China would suddenly have is a whole lot of poor people. Oh, wonderful. And well, the US knows all about that. Under a communist system, you could just make them work for nothing. Well, well they already do, but, you know, like even less. Oh, even less, yeah. Well, I mean, clearly they've earned enough to be able to buy houses. The Rebimbi would plummet and suddenly iPhones would cost, cost half as much as they do. Which, I mean, to be fair, it's probably worth it. I mean, it's a very sad people in China, but, yeah, yeah. but a cheaper iPhone yeah. is worth a bit of pain as long as it's felt by somebody else, isn't it? Isn't, yeah, that, isn't that all right? Yeah, it's all right. But as against that, <laughs> I think I've just found out where I'm going to go and buy a house. I've wanted to buy a house for a long yes. time. Yes. Clearly in, yes. Uh, was it Ordos and, New City in, a, in Mongolia? It's a sure thing. It'll go yeah. up. Yeah. I and mean, when has a house ever lost money except the, in 2008 when it tanked the entire global economy? Except for that. I think the title to this episode should be, At Last, a Solution to the Housing Problem. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. We have an evergrand yeah. solution to Australia's <laughs> housing crisis. Just what we do, we just buy the shells. They're just shells. Mm. Get them cheaply. You can't tell me that you can't bring uh, a, a skyscraper what? over 
on what? a on a big ship on Why its side. Why don't we get one of the local authorities to sell Australia a plot of land in China? We could have a, for an, an a Australian northern, northern territory. Yeah, like, yeah, and because that's what they did uh, in in Guangzhou. Yes, um, the the English famously had that little. Sort of island bit. Well, oh. there was there was also there was Hong Kong. Yeah, well, we, and we Hong could Kong. have another Hong Kong. We could be like, um, yeah, had them in uh, in Shanghai too. The, the French concession and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we have a little Australia. Yeah, in China. Yeah, what a brilliant idea. Get on it, Albo. I love it. Be, be like a Guantanamo Bay. Our gear is from Rode, a part of the uh, Iconoclast network. And if you want to buy a cheap apartment in China, I've got about ten that I, I bought <laughs> that I can sell you very inexpensively. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.